Welcome back to Officially Unofficial. I'm your host, Johnny Junton. We're here with co-host for a couple for this isn't our last week, ladies and gents. We got we might we might we have a week later with me and my friend Steven Brault. What's up, Brault? Hi, Johnny. How the heck are you, bud? I'm good. I'm good. That's and good. I I say this every time. It's getting cold here. It is getting cold, but yeah. What a this is completely off topic, but what a baseball game last night. Holy shit. I wouldn't say that uh baseball podcast talking about the baseball game last <laughs> night is completely off topic yeah, you're right you're right that you're was right. insane it was a great game obviously the everybody's gonna remember the ending but the whole game in general is a lot so much back and forth and then that that absolute ridiculous ending um was so so like not playoff baseball feel you know and it was but it's cool it's a different experience it's yeah fun to watch and people roast Joe Buck, but the way he called that yesterday was perfect. Like when he said, when he, he kind of let the play happen and then he kind of explained it a little bit after the fact of, because in my mind, I was like, okay, the guy, the catcher has the ball, but little did I know the ball was way past in the backstop. It was a crazy ending to that game. And I mean, that was, I mean, that was, I don't even know how to describe it. I don't think I've ever seen that before. No, it was the, uh, the ball with skirted off to the side, you know, the catcher yeah. tried and missed. And I don't think anybody said it's like a magic trick, you know, where you're like focused on one thing. And so you're not paying attention to this other <laughs> thing. That's that what's actually happening. You're not seeing it because you're focused on this other thing that your yeah. brain is assuming is happening. So yeah, the ball skirts by and nobody even notices at first. And then we're all like, Oh my God, wait, he doesn't have the ball. Oh, he's it safe. Was, oh my it, God. What a, what a, what a crazy series. And I, and I think I called, I think I called the Rays in six, so I got two more wins to go here. I think you called the Dodgers in seven. So we got some. I mean, this this is going to go seven. I, I think both these teams, they just like to go flip-flop on wins. It just it, No team has ever showed consecutive games of, with dominance in this series. Right. I think today is going to be pretty telling because you get back up to the top, right? So you get Glass and Kershaw again. Yeah. If the Rays can win this one, they're in a re- obviously they're in a really really good spot. Whoever loses this game, you're you're in a tough spot. It's hard to imagine it not going seven games though. At this point, it just seems like it's gonna be back and forth. Dodgers will win this game, Rays will win the, the next game, and then we'll just get into Game Seven and we'll just you know anything can happen. So you know one game, anything can happen. So we learned that last night with the end of the game being just absurd and ridiculous mm-hmm. uh and so yeah anything can happen game Dude, seven but we we're on you know we're only on game five tonight so we'll see yeah and i don't know man i like dave roberts that man is the most wanted guy in los angeles right now especially oh, after yeah. what he did last night i mean julio was absolutely carving yesterday like carving and he takes him out and i forgot who he puts in who's he put in what's his name gratterall yeah first. yeah he yeah. Put, yeah, he puts him in, and then uh, he was sitting for a little bit, a pretty long time. They don't go to the bullpen. He comes in, gets kind of lit up. Dude, what a, like, that's a tough look for Dave Roberts, especially with a team like that. Pedro Baez giving up the three-on home run and then coming back out for the next inning was a big surprise yes. for me. Yes. I don't think that Roberts has been running that bullpen incredibly, but I, I know I'm not the only person. Yeah, and it's it's been a a you know a constant thing. This has been a problem for them, but it's hard to decide how you're going to do it because 
Dave Roberts is more the ride the hot hand guy, which obviously works, you know, in a lot mm-hmm. of situations. And we get mad at the Rays for not doing that. So Dave Roberts is going with his gut and it just didn't work out yesterday. Sometimes it works out. Uh, I think Kershaw will have a longer leash tonight, right? Yeah. You'd assume so. Yeah. So we'll see if we get the Kershaw that we've been seeing these last few starts where he's been really good. And Kershaw really, really shut me up. I mean, I thought he was a fraud in the playoffs and his start last last appearance against Glass. I mean, talk about just telling the telling the haters, fuck you. Like he yeah. was car like, I mean, Kershaw's impressed me, man. He shows his poise. His hat looks like it's from the 1920s, by the way. I don't know what's going on with that thing. He's but my God, hat, like since the beginning of his career, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, but he I mean, he that game was incredible to watch glass. Now was throwing one Oh one. It's it was, it was insane. Yeah. And we're going to get a replay of that tonight. Yeah. I assume it'll be similar. You know, they've, the problem is that Kershaw has been really good. Glass has been really good for a few innings. Yeah. He's, you know, he's kind of uh, given it up in the, in his last few innings, every outing that he's thrown. So you kind of, let's, I would love it if he could, you know, just kind of six shutty would be, Oh, I think he so does it tonight. Sick. I think you know, yeah. I'm gonna, we're going to go into this. I'm going to tweet this to, uh, before the game tonight. We're going to get the people buzzing here. But I think tonight is just a complete flip-flop of their last start. I think Glasnow carves tonight. And he and gamblers out there, take the over on his strikeouts because tonight he's coming out buzzing. His hair is going to be looking good. I think Glasnow carves tonight. And I think Kershaw kind of struggles a little bit. Because Kershaw, until he proves me otherwise, he's not a playoff pitcher. I don't care what the stats say this series. I don't think he's a playoff guy. Are you gonna? You're seriously gonna sit there and tell me that Kershaw hasn't proved himself at this point? To no, you? I, need, I need one more. Joe Schmo <laughs> in the in the nosebleeds. Nah, he's got to prove it to me. Uh, he does. That, he does. Yeah, he does. Prove, prove it to me. I don't me. trust him yet. I don't trust him in the playoffs yet. I don't trust I, him. I I trust Kershaw with my life. I think, let alone okay. baseball. That's fine. So so what are you going with tonight? Do you think my what I said about the flip flop makes sense? Because Glas now. He's a guy that you, you're not going to see this kind of guy have back-to-back not good starts in the World Series, especially once he has that experience and he keeps getting his reps in. I, I don't see it necessarily being a flip-flop. I just see him. I, I think they're both going to have good starts, and it'll be down to the bullpens to see who wins yeah. this game. That's that's what I think. I think it's going to be a lower-scoring game. We've had some higher-scoring games in this series than I expected, and I think tonight will be back to kind of what we're what we've been used to seeing. And lower scoring game, unless Randy or Rosarina hits four homers and, you know, Corey Seager hits four homers and it's four to four, you know, yeah. uh, that's also a possibility because those two are so red hot. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm going to go five to three Tampa Bay tonight. I'm going to, uh, that's, that's my prediction. Let's get your score prediction here. That's unbelievably specific. I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm going to go three, one raise. Okay. I, there you have it. I, that That's a good prediction right there, but. Uh, who's impressed you? Like, if the series ended today and the Dodgers won or the Rays won, who would you pick as your MVP for both teams? The Rays is too obvious. Yeah. Rosarina has <laughs> been too good. Like, yeah. He's obviously the MVP. If Kershaw has a really good game today, then he puts Seager, you know, he, he's right there with him. Right yeah. now, I do still think it's Seager. But neither of them have had, like, as far as, you know, relievers who have, like, come in every game and just been dominant every game because Diego Castillo finally gave up runs yesterday. And, you know, I I think that right now the two offensive players, Seager and Rosarina, are the clear leaders in the MVP. 
But if Kershaw were to go out there and throw eight shutout innings with 13 punches like he did, you know, earlier this playoffs tonight, mm-hmm. he definitely puts himself right there. And he's Kershaw. You know, he's got the name. And everybody, you know, it would be the huge turnaround of, of a lifetime if Kershaw goes from, oh, he's not really a good playoff pitcher to World Series MVP. So mm-hmm. we'll see. But you- I, I, think Ker- I think it's on Kershaw's mind for sure. Yeah, yeah I think he wants to be really good today and show everybody you know what i mean now that he's done it a few times this postseason he's just he's looking good so do I'm you interested think to see do you think that uh clayton kershaw if he wins the world series and then he wins the world series mvp do you think that just everyone's good, like kind of swipes it to the side about how bad he was earlier because i think that happens because just based off the fact that during the like this is the covid times everyone's paying attention to baseball pretty much the only sport left besides football I think that if if Kershaw carves tonight, wins the World Series MVP, brings a World Series to Los Angeles since 1988, I think they just completely forget about how bad he was earlier, which makes sense because what he's done this this playoffs has been incredible, man. I got to tip my cap to him. Yeah, I mean, baseball and basically every other sport is what have you done for me lately, right? Yeah. So that's why people would get mad at Kershaw in the playoffs because he'd be so good during the season. He had mm-hmm. like a two ERA during this whole season. But then people didn't care about that because all they remember is that in the playoffs he didn't do well. So yeah, if if he has if he has a really good series, he doesn't have to win World Series MVP. If he does that, then yeah, all is forgiven and forgotten. Uh, if he doesn't, but he still has a good start today and you know just did really well this playoffs, then yeah, I I don't see why you wouldn't just move past it and be like, all right, well, it's nice to know that we have now Kershaw as himself in the playoffs as well, which they didn't have before, which does make sense as to how they would finally win their first world series because they go all season, the best team in baseball, because they have this incredible pitching staff led by Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. So in the playoffs, they haven't had that. So if Kershaw can be Kershaw in the playoffs, it seems like this would be when they would win a world series. For sure. And I, and, and honestly, Walker Bueller has impressed the hell out of me, man, especially with a guy that is as young as he is, obviously he has a couple years of experience. I believe, I think this is his second year in the world series or is this, his, his, or is this his first? Cause last year, I think this he, is, yeah, he was there last year. Was his okay. Second. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But he, they weren't in the world series last year. So this is his oh, first year. Right. Yeah. So this is his first year in the world series. He's impressed the hell out of me. The tight pants, just defying <laughs> science. I, 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 I gotta, I gotta say, I think it's between Walker Bueller and Mookie Betts and and, and Seager for MVP for the Dodgers, man. I, Walker Bueller, what he did against Charlie Morton, I think it was what day was it? Friday. Friday he carved against uh, Charlie Morton. Yeah, I I love what I see out of Walker Bueller. He's so young. The Dodgers, of course, they have another ace. They're gonna just be coming through the system again. Right. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. But they do. Yeah, it, I love Walker Bueller, man. I mean, I think he's. I think he's electric and he's short too, I believe. Right. So he brings hope to guys like me. <laughs> he's not like short, short. He's not a Jose Altuve, but yeah, he's not very tall, but he is, he is something special, man. His arm does crazy things. And when he's like at the beginning of last game in the first inning, I was watching it and he was throwing his fastball for strikes all around the zone. And I was like, Oh, he's not going to get hit today because his fastball is so crazy. Good. It explodes out of his hand, dude. It's like, bottom of the zone it looks like it's going to be bottom of the zone and then become like bounce basically and the yeah. thing just like perfectly bottom of the zone for a strike it's like how did that stay on that plane 
for that long. And he's just, he's just got a powerful arm and he spins the hell out of the ball, obviously. And I got to bring this up before I forget, because you're a guy that loves to hit. I believe hitter pitching uh, pitchers are hitting next year. So what what is your thought process on that? I don't know if that's necessarily truth. I think that what basically people are saying is that when we came to this agreement this year, it was for COVID reasons that hitters or pitchers would not hit. Okay. So next year they have the right. We this part of the decision was you also can choose for next year. If we Mm -hmm. feel it's necessary uh, for the same situation with COVID and everything. So yes, right now, as of right now, we would be hitting next year, but there's a good chance that they'll just say, look, we're going to, you know, not be playing in full stadiums like still. And we'll, you know, who knows what the situation is going to be. So to make it easier, we're just going to go full DH again. So it's not necessarily a hundred percent, but yeah, I mean, I'm going to start hitting in the cage a little bit just Hell to yeah. kind of refresh it. Yeah. Hell yeah. You have to send up, you have to send me videos of you hitting and I'm just going to tweet it like, holy shit, brawled for NL, uh, NL batting title for pitchers, maybe question mark. Like we got to start creating that narrative again, because you can actually swing. Like people don't realize this. Obviously fans, do you realize this, but you can swing it, man. You really can. It's like an underrated talent of yours. Yeah. If I can, if we do have one more year of hitting, I need to win a silver slugger. Yes. I need need it. I need it. I need (laughs) it. Cause then it'll go away. And Granky's not even in the national league anymore. So I don't have to worry about him. So if I can start for the whole year, I mean, I, I I actually have a potential to do it, and it would be so sick to win a silver slugger. Get one of those little, just get one of those bats, and just walk around with it at home. Just, yes, you know, look at this cool. How cool would that, that be on your wall? Like a silver oh, slugger, that'd dude. Be so sick. Are you kidding? So like, growing up, everybody wants to be MVP and yeah, you know, Cy Young and all that stuff. But as you get older and you start playing, you kind of realize what are the things that actually really are cool and and honestly like attainable uh it's gonna be hard for me to win a Cy Young because uh I'm not you know Max Scherzer I'm not gonna get 330 (laughs) strikeouts every year you know but something like a gold glove possible and would be super cool and somebody silver slugger possible because I'm a pitcher and all the other pitchers for the most part are not very good at hitting some of them are some of them are fine yeah but but uh but yeah I mean I think it's it's a possibility and that's that's a pretty cool thought it would be it would be sweet to have a silver slugger up on the wall. It would be an incredible accomplishment because first of all, right. I mean, like you said, next year could be the last year that pitchers hit. Could you imagine being that guy where you're like, I won the last silver slugger as a pitcher in major league history. That'd be incredible. They're going to be like, who is the last pitcher to win a silver slugger? Who the hell is that guy? guy. Like, Oh yeah. He only played for like a year after that. He's terrible. He's just, but he managed to get the last silver slugger as a pitcher. And you know what? I could see that being, this is one of the dumbest comparisons ever made, but I could see that getting brought into like a pawn star store and then be like in like 20 years being like, this is the last NL uh, silver slugger for a pitcher ever. What price can you give me this at? And he's going to want 500 grand. They're going to keep going back and forth. Then you're just going to be, you should be like, that's like, that should be mine. But someone somehow got this. Right. Well, it'll be like, they'll be like, how did you get this? (laughs) It'll be like, well, this guy on the street came up to me and told me that it was his and he had spent all his money and now couldn't, didn't, couldn't afford a house and had no family. 
And it'd just be me with my long curly hair, threaded <laughs> up, just struggling on the streets. Oh man, that would be, and what a just, I mean, this is why, like what an incredible comparison I just made because that literally makes no sense. I don't think that has no ever well. made any sense of a uh, silver slugger being brought into a pawn star shot, but just no. that, that's hey, what we do. It's okay. And it also, it wouldn't be in 20 years, right? That's not yeah. long enough for it to yeah. really have that yeah. much value yet. For sure. For sure. You got to hold on to that for a while. And another thing that I want to talk about was that Rob Manfred, but I believe he said he's going to go back to regular playoff teams because there's too many. I, and, and I don't know if this is true, but I think he's just flip-flopped like a million times on this because I thought there was an article a couple of weeks ago where he's keeping it. I don't know if I'm just dreaming this shit or is this true? I have no idea, to be honest. I don't really look at Twitter that much, so I don't know. But I have heard from other players both sides as well. I think most guys are kind of like, yeah, I mean, it's really cool to have a bunch of teams in the postseason, obviously. But at the yeah. same time, in a regular season, the whole what's the point of playing a 162-game season if 16 teams are going to get into the playoffs anyway? Yeah. So it kind of takes away that baseball, I think, has the most important regular season. Uh, man, man, football might. NBA definitely does not. NBA has the least important. Yeah, yeah, at least. But I mean, you have to you have to win games in the regular season in order to get yourself a spot in the postseason, which makes sense. That's literally the whole point. In the NBA, you don't have to win games like you don't have to be 500 to make the playoffs. This year, the Astros got in under 500, and you don't really want that, you know? You sure. don't want to just throw teams in the playoffs just so there's more teams in playoffs if it's going to be bad quality baseball in the playoffs anyway. Yeah. So yeah. I get it. I get it both ways because also it's just more fun to have these three-game series. But you can make you can make the wild cards games next year with only 10 teams be three-game series. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could do that. Yeah. So that the other the so that the teams who are in first place in their divisions get a buy, which the the you know the two top teams should get a buy because otherwise what's the point of having a really good season? You might as well just be in the middle somewhere. Yeah. No, so, I mean yeah. Man. I mean I, the but looking at it from a business perspective and wanting to grow the game of baseball, I think having a wild card series actually helps the game like a, a substantial amount and I know a, a lot of the old people are going to be like why don't we? Why can't we just keep it what it was? I mean, I, the the top of the like the the cream of the crop should be in the playoffs. But no, like I, I kind of like seeing a team, obviously not like the Astros, but a team that was the sixth seed make it to the ALCS or make it like I think it's cool, man. It creates some sort of narrative and like something to talk about having these surprise teams coming in instead of, instead of just the top four, right? Yeah, everybody loves the underdog, you know, story. The difference is that in the NBA, their first series is five games, yeah, not three games. A five-game series, the better team's going to win. True. Yeah. A three-game series, the worst team could definitely win. The one games, the one game one-offs, those are just like it's just you, know, a you could put yeah, you could put a triple-A team against the Dodgers and they might win this True. one game today. So yeah, I don't, I I like the idea of having at least a three-game series in the wild card mm -hmm. round. I don't know if it's necessary to have 16 teams, but there's a lot smarter people than me that can probably figure out ways to kind of do something in the middle, 12 or 14 teams where you still have teams that have a buy and you, you know, you don't have literally more than half of the league in the playoffs. I don't like that. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? No, I well, want that it to makes be sense. like just under half or like right now where it's a third. For sure. And this is completely off topic, obviously, because I just thought about this. But I sent you the video. Me and the boys were buzzing some Stephen Brault in the car. We were getting fired oh, yeah. up. And my buddies brought this up because I, I don't think I asked you this, but what kind of made you make the decision that I'm going to do like kind of an album and put post to Spotify and all that kind of stuff with all these massive, massive stars. When did this idea kind of start for you? And obviously, obviously you have a great voice. You'd sing the national anthem, all that. But when did the idea that I'm going to produce an album or I'm going to make an album and I'm going to get all these stars to be on it. When did this kind of come to light for you? Well, it was more of a, it, it wasn't my idea. It was a producer in LA who, oh. who approached me about doing it, approached my agency about doing it. So that was, that was oh. where, how that started. So it was his idea. So he had worked with like when Bronson Arroyo was playing and he put out a rock album. Yeah. Uh, when Bernie Williams was playing and he put out, he plays Latin guitar, classical yeah. guitar. He's like really, really good. Um, so he did albums with, with them years ago. And then he decided he heard me sing the national anthem. He saw that video and he thought it'd be a cool idea to do like a Broadway baseball thing. Cause there's really never been a bridge there between, you know, major league baseball and, mm-hmm. and Broadway. And they're two huge organizations. So you'd think, Hey, both people could benefit, you know, in, in For a sure. way. So that was his kind of spiel about it. And then he said, you know, we'll be able to get all these cool people to do it. You know, it'll be fun. And yeah, so that's why we decided to do it. It was, it was a, uh, it was a really cool experience, but it wasn't my idea. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was your idea and you just no. pulled all these people and I was like, this guy has connections out of his ass. I yeah. mean, well, the funny thing is, is that now I do have really yeah. good connections, you know, and that's cool, but I didn't, yeah. I no, those were, those were not in my back pocket just out of nowhere. I, yeah. I, that's what I thought. But who's one person that you would love to just do a duet with, do a song with. And I'll start first. If I had a good voice, yeah. it would be Miley Cyrus. Like her voice is insane. I yeah, was listening to cool. a couple of her songs the other day and she did these covers of heart of glass and all that her yeah, voice sounds her, great her, she's so good that that would be my person to do a duet with because right. her vocals is insane she came in she came in hot with uh with like the rock vocals now yeah like she's doing she's yes. doing like the the gravelly yelling singing it sounds yeah. really good uh mine might actually it uh, probably alicia keys yeah I, <laughs> I absolutely love alicia yeah. she is the best singer she's a great piano player obviously as well um she's freaking gorgeous yeah and, rocket uh, and she, I mean, I think her voice is so unique and super cool. It's like super raspy, mm-hmm. you know, and like powerful. And I, I love it so much. I sometimes when I'm sitting around at home, I just like watch live performances on YouTube. Yeah. And I always circle back to watching at least one Alicia Keys. You got to get them in there. You got you to get them in there. But someone yeah. else too, who's, I guess, not really underrated anymore, but Billie Eilish, man. Holy shit. Isn't she incredible? Hey, that, that, um, bad guy song so yeah. i never really listened to billy Eilish because i'm not huge on the whole sad girl music genre <laughs> yeah. but that song the first time i heard it i was like oh okay this song bangs and and it i was does. i was so late too i was like a month late because i just like <laughs> i was i wasn't listening to the radio you know i was listening to like spotify alternative yeah. rock and then and i saw it on the radio one time i was like yeah I'll play it and then i was listening to it and i was like dang this song is really good i am so dumb for not listening to this it is yeah there's a lot man and then another guy that just kind of came out of nowhere 
and this was a couple of years ago was Bradley Cooper. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, In the shadows. <laughs> yeah, dude. That movie's incredible. I, I just, what a super flip. sad. It I is. went and saw that movie. So I was up visiting my brother. He lives in the northern part of San Diego. Yeah. And I was driving home in his traffic time. And the drive after work hours from North San Diego to South San Diego it's probably uh, is horrible. <laughs> so uh, I was, it was horrible traffic. And about five, 10 minutes from my actual house, if there's no traffic, is a mall with a movie theater. And I was in the car alone. I was in stopped traffic and I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm just going to go see a movie and like just whatever. And so I just pulled off and went into the mall and I said, what's the next movie that's showing? And the lady was like, uh, a star is born in like three minutes. And I was like, perfect. Turns out it was like the IMAX huge experience, you know, thing. So I sit down and right as I sit down is when the movie starts and it starts with that rock concert. Oh, and in this IMAX thing, literally my chair is shaking. It's so loud. And immediately, like, I get, like, the chills. And I was just like, wow, this was an amazing decision. I don't even know what's <laughs> going to happen the rest of this movie. But this right now is totally worth it. And Dude, it was so sick. That's incredible. So, I mean, people look at life other ways. Some people hate to be in traffic. You know what Brawl does? He just catches a flick. And then he turns out to be one of the best flicks of the year. That's a, What an incredible turn of events. Yeah, well, you know, what's the point of sitting in traffic? I, I was like, I don't have anything to do. I have yeah. no reason to be home. So, yeah, I'll just go see a movie. And then I saw it, and I was, like, crying to myself <laughs> in the theater. And then I went and had dinner at the mall, and then I went home. And by that time, obviously, there's no traffic. So it was sure. great. It was perfect. And what I forgot to bring up here is you mentioned your brother. You're an uncle. Like, people people are quick to forget that Stephen Brault's an uncle. How? What's an uncle like? How can I prepare for being an uncle? Because I know it's obviously you're that you can be cool. The kids right. can love you way more than the dad. What's your experience been like so far as an uncle? It's really fun. Obviously, it's it's cool because as like the my nieces and nephews are all very little. So yeah. my the my nieces live in San Diego. The older one is 19 months or something like that. And then the younger one is like two months. I mean, just like a mushy ball of yeah. human. Right. Yeah. You don't so. Yeah. Hold the neck, support the neck. Yeah. So so for me, it's more just you get to hang out. I, I pick up my niece from daycare once a week just to take her to a park and like kind of get to know her because yeah. up to this point, most of the time I'm out of town. For sure. So for my other brother that has my two nephews, his older son is two, basically. And so now he's talking and he's, you know, starting to realize what's going on in the world and everything. Mm -hmm. And so he'll be like, so we'll talk because he lives in Northern California during the season. We'll talk on FaceTime <laughs> or when I'm pitching, they'll put the game on TV. Yeah. Right? And so one day he goes, yeah, uncle Steven, uncle Steven, like he wanted to call me. And that's when my brother realized like, because he pointed at the phone and then he pointed at the TV and then he pointed at the iPad. And my brother was like, I think Max thinks that you exist just in the phone <laughs> and on the TV. I don't think he think I don't think he knows you're like a real person because I've only met Max in person a few times. And it was when he was too little to like really register that. So yeah, I'm to, to my nephew, I'm a virtual being. I'm not a real person. 
So that's weird. And it's going to be weird when we meet in person. And he's like, holy, you look shit. like Uncle Steven. And I'm like, that's me. And he's like, no, Uncle Steven's in the TV. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my I, that's God. me. <laughs> that's so, incredible. Yeah. So it's holy weird. technology shit. is cool, but it's also probably oh confusing for children. That is funny as hell. Holy yeah. shit. I mean, yeah, dude, that's <laughs> I, what age do you think the kids realize that my uncle or my dad's a big leaguer because do you see it in the locker room in the clubhouse when the kids come in what age do you think the kids are kind of realizing like holy shit my dad's in the show or my uncle's in the show yeah i think it's actually i don't think the kids ever really realize it because this is just what's normal yeah like their kid your kids friends at school are gonna be like dude that's the coolest thing ever <laughs> yes, and he's gonna be yeah. like yeah i guess it is really cool but like, you know, our coach will bring his kids and the oldest one is 10 now and there's three of them and I'll get to the field and they're on the major league outfield taking batting practice on the grass and, you know, just on PNC Park. And it's just like, you don't understand how absolutely cool this is because I never Dude. got to go on a major league field when I was a kid. I would kill you know? to do it. I'd kill yeah, to do it. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you don't, you don't get how really cool this is. Maybe when they get older, they'll they'll look back on it and realize like, wow, I was very lucky, and you know my I, my friends didn't get to do that kind of thing, and maybe pay it forward in some way. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe they'll become self righteous little pricks, and then <laughs> yeah, they just don't care. Good, you know? They're just yeah. like, yeah, my dad's in the show. But yeah, the dude, like, and this is this is hilarious, and this is how you know, like Johnny Junta is born to be involved in baseball somehow. The first time I ever saw a woman naked was actually at a Blue Jays game. Whoa, how did yeah. that happen? Yeah, I was a young kid. We went to the Jays home opener. I believe I was like six or seven against the Red Sox. And there was two streakers. I remember because the streakers actually started close to me. So what okay. happened was this man and woman kind of calculated it. So they would both run down the opposite aisles of home plate. <laughs> and, and they would strip while they were doing it. So I was like, look, I was like, what the hell is going on over here? Right. And there's a male and female running down the sides. Next thing you know, the woman is just completely naked. When she gets on the field, they run past each other. I think high five security tackles the girl. And then obviously puts like a tarp over her. And I just remember the crowd going, boo. So that's, <laughs> that was the first time I ever saw a woman naked it was actually at wow. a blue Jays game. So thank you, Toronto. Yeah. You're, you're born and bred to be in baseball. Dude, that's so I, I the idea of running on the field to me is so weird. It is so just like low low reward, you know? No, yeah, there's and and you can't get out of it. It's it would be like running a red light knowing a cop is sitting right there. Yes. Right? Yeah, it's exact same. Like you one hundred percent know you're gonna get caught. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess the thrill, it's all about the, the thrill of doing it. I mean, I, I really don't get it. I don't it, know. But... I don't know, man. The only way I could see it being useful is if it's for advertisement purposes. Like, let's say I'm wearing an official unofficial shirt and I have someone in the crowd, like a pro photographer or whatever, close to the field and I'm running past and they get a cool picture of me getting tackled by security at Rogers Center. Don't, I'm not yeah. getting an idea as Toronto. I mean, that was right, very, right. but that, you see what I'm saying though? Like, that's the only yeah. way it can kind of be useful. Okay, well, did did I tell you about the guy that walked on the field at PNC last year? Oh, oh, with the in the middle, or you said there was two guys. It was it during the pandemic, or no, 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 no. I'm talking about last year. Oh no, no, I have no, oh. no. You didn't tell the story. It's incredible, though. Last year, 
we had a guy, we were in the dugout in PNC, middle of the game. Guy walks, start, just walks right by our dugout. And he's wearing like a Hawaiian shirt and shorts. <laughs> and he just walks right by. And we're all standing at the thing. And we're like, hey. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? And he literally looked at me and just went, that's eh, fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? The cop that is in our dugout is just sitting there, doesn't see this guy. We're oh like, my God. dude. There's a guy literally just walking <laughs> on the field. Apparently, the security didn't see him, like the ushers or whatever, because this, he didn't run. There was no commotion made. Everybody just thought this guy was supposed to be there. And he literally just walked right in front of our dugout all the way up to home plate. Got all the way up to home oh. plate, tried to give whoever was hitting a, a high five, and they were like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and like... The, the cops didn't run after him. The cops literally walked up to him and were like, hey, let's go, and just walked him off the field. It was so weird. The whole thing happened in slow motion. We're just like, dude, what if that guy had like a knife? And you're just letting him walk straight up to the players on the field. Like, what is going oh on? Oh, my God. That it is... Was, I'll never forget, though, just sitting there, like right there on the fence, and this guy walks, going, what are you doing? And he's like, don't it run. almost looked too perfect. Like it almost looked like he was meant to be there. Exactly. How slow. He, he, the, the only thing that really showed they wasn't supposed to be there was that he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? And it was, it was just so confusing. The whole situation was in oh, slow motion. God. And afterwards we were all like, did that really just happen? Like I just walk on the field and he did. And he I did. don't even, I don't even know how to like, how does security because first of all was he like a bigger guy or he's just like a normal looking dude just hop the rail like normal looking dude just like the the rail so now there's the net that goes all the way down so this yeah. must have been two years ago yeah there's the net that goes all the way down before that that you know that little wall that little field level wall that's only like two and a half feet tall yeah you know so like literally you just step over it and you're on the field but nobody wow. does it because then a cop tackles you well, a cop didn't tackle this guy. He just stepped on and walked forward. He kind of looked like a like an MLB official, you know. It was like coming yeah. to give the new set of headphones or something. <laughs> but it was that just is... like, what is this? Oh guy doing? my god! He had, he had no. I guess he just wanted a high five. From, that's from incredible. That's incredible. And a couple uh, uh, going back to the series. Another thing also happened that I for, totally forgot to bring about. Uh, I wanted to wish you congratulations. Glass now got Instagram. You were one of his first sixty followers. Congratulations on that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I tried really hard. He's, uh, you know, he's a good dude. Uh, he's also really stupid. Um, <laughs> I guess he decided his old Instagram. He didn't like the pictures or something. Yeah. So, I can't over. It's, it goes to show, man. I mean, I'm out here grinding my baby meat off to get a thousand follows on, on, mm -hmm. on combined accounts. This guy right. has 20,000 in a week. It's just, you got to tip your cap to guys like well, that. Well, what's not fair. Well, did you see when it was in summer? No, before summer camp quarantine time this year, Kutch got an Instagram. Yeah. And then and MLB tweeted out, put out on their Instagram, the link to his profile. And that's what MLB did for glass now too. When oh glass now God. opened his profile. MLB said, T glass, whatever is now on Instagram. They're yep. just like, well, that's an easy way to get follows. Dude, I, I wonder what that is like. To I've actually had that experience, humble brag, once where my phone was, I felt like it was going to explode. So what I did was uh, a guy on the Jays, Derek Fisher, he bobbled yeah. and dropped two fly balls in one inning against the Yankees. I roasted it. And I said, 
This is the most embarrassing thing I've ever seen in Toronto Blue Jays history. This tweet ended up getting 150,000 views. The Houston wow. Asterix tour on Twitter retweeted it, commented on it. It was insane, but I don't even want to know what it's like to be guys with the blue check marks like Glasnow, where he posts something and your phone just blows up. Like it must well, be insane. No, you don't have notifications. Well, on you turn them off, screen. obviously, but it just, yeah. it, it must be a cool feeling. It must be a like people say it's not, but it has to be a little, a little bit. Yeah. Everybody likes a little, little, little tap on the ass. Like, Hey, you got a bunch Good of job. Likes, fake internet points. Congratulations. Yeah, exactly. And then, and for you, when did you get that blue check mark? Cause that's a cool accomplishment also. It's really easy. It's way easier than anything. You could probably get one. No, you just have to have some kind of manager or something, and they ha- and they reach out to to Twitter and they just say, "Look, there's people with less followers than you that have a blue check mark." Yeah, it's, I, it's dumb. I I don't know if I'm on the on the hill to be like I don't want, I want to be like an Instagram bad boy like Dave Portnoy where I don't have it, or I want to be a guy with a blue check mark because it looks cooler. But it definitely it adds brownie points, especially I don't know like what do you think adds brownie points to a guy like you, a man rocket? plays in the show is it the blue check mark or or the fact that you play in the show like what do you or yeah what what's a cooler thing for you well for me it's playing the show show. yeah but i think that it's one of those but you wouldn't go to my instagram unless you knew that i played in the show right i mean that's that's the only okay okay switch up a question here easier question so let's say hypothetically what do you think is cooler to attract females for you when you're uh, hanging out, when you're hanging out with your niece and nephew and they see like, Holy shit, this guy's so good looking. He must be a single father. Maybe I'll give it, give him a chance <laughs> or the blue check mark. What's, what do you think attracts the females more? Uh, I think probably the baseball thing, the whole idea of like playing in front of a bunch of people and, yeah. then, you know, the traveling and going to go to cool places and yeah. see cool stuff. And, people cheer your name or you know people hate you people love people that have groups of people that hate them does yeah. that make sense yes and because that means you're doing something you know that's True. why people love gangsters because it's like everybody hates you and that's kind of cool yeah it is it but like we yeah. shouldn't peaky blinders those dudes are just bad dudes terrible you know? guys i love that show terrible guys. yeah I mean, we all love terrible it but they're guys. horrible yeah so yeah and it's sopranos True Godfather. I mean, we can go on and on. We can go on and on for this. You're definitely right on that, though. I mean, it definitely for me. I just think if I think the female wants the baseball player more, because then they can show up to your games, have that little jean jacket with Brault 43 on the back, take that Instagram pic. You understand what I'm saying? I feel like the baseball helps the most, but yeah, but. And then a couple more things here. We'll go into this discussion that you and I had last week off air, which is I don't know why we didn't talk about this earlier. Yeah, we're both. We're not scientists, but I no, your brother's no. are your brother is pretty smart, so he actually yeah. could maybe give us a background on this. Right. I think that White Claw and Michelob Ultra taste better in the small cans compared to the Tall Boys. It's just for me, it's taste everything. I don't know what it is, and you obviously back this up, right? I did, and I agree with this. And I think it's funny that you guys didn't have White Claws in the short cans or the skinny cans until recently. Yeah. Because we didn't have white claw in the big cans until yeah, recently. Flip flop, so flip flop, flip flopped it for whatever reason. But the reason is, in my opinion, the skinny cans—they're tall and skinny. The cold can only hit so many parts True. of God, the can. You're smart, yeah. So there's not as much liquid in the middle of the can, which will warm up the fastest once the thing is taken out of the fridge. Right. Yeah. 
that yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. I just think I just think having the ability to be able to shotgun it easier when it's small to just chug it. You look cooler drinking it. Right. I don't know. I think and and in your head, this is what I really love about those things. In your head, you're like, I'm not even consuming that many calories. It's like what right. 110? 110? Yeah. <laughs> but I have 12 of them. So it's right. like, okay, yeah, now it makes sense. Now it all adds up. But I genuinely think, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna tweet this clip. People can respond to this. I think the smaller can, even though it's less alcohol in it, it tastes a trillion times better than the normal can. I'd and so does Stephen Brault. Eat. I'd rather drink two skinny white claws yes if they equal one bigger white claw 10 out of 10 times no question would do it again have done it <laughs> we'll probably do it today we'll probably do it yes for Glasnow my and brother's Kershaw. birthday today so i mean oh happy birthday claw. what's yeah. his first name we'll give him a birthday shot what's his what's his first Phillip. name his name is philip electric philip brawl happy birthday um yeah. I, is this the is this the science like the physicist this or whatever is the electrical engineer Oh, okay. So is yeah. your fa- is so l- let's go into this then. Is okay. your parents just have the greatest genetics of all time? You got a big leaguer, <laughs> a physicist, and then you have a electrical engineer. Electrical engineer, and then a chef. Those are our four. Does it get yeah. any better than that in the household? You got like Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, it's pretty good. And my parents did a good job. I will say that. I think it's uh, <laughs> you know, it's nature over nature and nature. You know, it's combined yeah. good genes, yeah. but also good parenting. And uh, very supportive parents. I think that's the main thing is they all, yeah. my parents, I'll say my parents encouraged us to do whatever we wanted. As long as we were committed to it and put our time into it and didn't do a half-assed job, then they'd support us. And that's, that was how we measured success instead of it being, you know, actual results. And now it's worked out pretty well, yeah. which is, you know, kind of what I want to do when I have my own ninos. Yeah, for sure. I don't know about me. I think just based off the genetics for me, the kids are going to be short, unathletic, and have a great talking voice and just kind of have the, have the ability to grind for a connect. podcast. Maybe you I connect. can pass it down. Maybe I can pass it down. I can yeah, pass maybe. it down. Here's the thing. Your podcast will do like fine. It'll grow a little bit. It'll get some traction. And then your kid will have a podcast and they're just going to be way better. Yeah. At yeah. Because they're going to use my connection. Or like, yeah, it's like a laser podcast. For like, sure. It's fine. Whatever's going to happen. In the it's next fine. And I, I'm still under the belief that this shit is going to blow up. It's doing pretty well. We've been number one in Canada yeah. a couple times. We've been number six nice. in the U.S. Is that good? You tell me. But yeah, Never no, we there, there's some potential here. But what's your flip? We were talking about the White Claw thing. I need to know. What's a Stephen Brault? Like, what's the favorite here? Like, what's a girl going to buy you at the bar? What's the favorite Stephen Brault, uh, Brault White Claw? Oh, uh, I think my favorite White Claw is actually, and you're going to hate me for this. It's just lime. I oh, think lime oh, is my favorite white claw. Yikes. I I'm, love tangerine too. Yeah. Watermelon's too much. Mango's don't have that. too much. Yeah, this is like the second, the second wave of flavors. Oh, okay. You guys are behind. Also, also <laughs> yeah. behind in coronavirus deaths. So we're yeah. winning there. Yeah. One uh, one and one. Yeah. So let's see. We've got that. Uh then you've got black cherry, which mm-hmm. is good. Yeah, black cherry is good. I'll take that one. Raspberry and uh, grapefruit's probably my second favorite, but See, lime lime is definitely my favorite. For me, it goes ruby grapefruit one, black cherry yeah. two, mm-hmm. uh, mango three, and then yeah. lime four. Because like, what's it called? We don't have the other flavors. We only have four flavors, I believe. So those are the ones what that about I'm raspberry? going. Raspberry, you have to have you have to have raspberry. I don't think we have raspberry. Raspberry comes in that original set. Yeah, but I, I don't think I don't think we have it. I don't think we have you it. You guys have variety packs of white claws. Yeah, we do. So we might have it. I. 
we might have it, but Raspberry's not on the list for me. I don't think I've had yeah. it yet. But yeah, so there it is. And then here, here's the last thing, because going back to baseball, if you could flip flop and change what your prediction is, would you change that right now? Because I said raise in six. I might have to change that to raise in seven. No, uh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to flip flop. I'm still Dodgers in seven. Okay. I, I just want it. To, I want to let it be known that I don't want the Dodgers to win in seven. Me, okay. me too. Me but, too. But I, but I, but I think they're going to. Yeah. It'd be a damn but I shame. I think it's going to be really good. And this is why I'm excited. I see game seven going a lot like yesterday's game did. Yeah. You know, where it's just like back and forth and exciting baseball, not six to one in the second inning. And then the game just kind of keeps going, you know? Yeah. You're seeing did. like excitement, which you is have good. a point. You have a point there. I, I'm excited for it too. But anyways, man, I mean, this is the baseball gods. They need one more week of Brault and Johnny, whatever. You love to see it. Yeah. We'll, we'll chat back next week, Brault. I mean, what a, what an episode. We got a lot. We, we got, we, we talked with a lot of things here. We really did. We did. We did. We can, we can uh, branch out even more next week. Okay. For sure. Thank you for listening to Officially Unofficial. Make sure you guys subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Pod and on Instagram at Officially Unofficial Pod. Thank you.